All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror Movies. I am Screwhead Dan. And I'm Andrew. And we are here once again today to discuss another horror movie that uh, whatever strikes our family, dissect, dismember, all that good stuff. Uh, we'd like to give a shout out to our opening theme song. That is the song Horror Movie Story by the band Teddy's Atlas. You can get that off the album Children of the Corn. They're good, good Canadian boys. So, Andrew, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty well, yeah. Uh, it's really hot now, but yeah, I'm pretty hot. good. How about yourself? It's hot everywhere. Oh my god, the summer days are finally going to hit us. We, we should do like the Twilight Zone episode where it is just super, super hot all the time and everyone dies of heat stroke. And Wait, is that is that an episode? That is an episode. There's a twist at the end. I'm not going to reveal what that is but because it's Twilight Zone. I hope that's not a spoiler. But yes, oh, that you know, is we'll one find of them. Yep. Um, yeah, no, it's all good. So I want to start off by talking about my cat. What's going on with your cat? So my cat, his name is Taco. He's a good boy. He's a fat boy, but he's losing weight. <laughs> he, um, for work, I travel a lot for work. I train at different hospitals all over the country. I was in Louisville, Kentucky last week, and I'm going to be in Los Angeles next week as well. So, unfortunately, I have to leave my cat at home alone most of the time, Monday through Friday. Now, it's usually not a problem because one of my best friends is my neighbor, and she comes on over and she feeds him every single day and plays around with him and, you know, gets her out of the house, gets her away from the roommate, that sort of thing. But I've decided, because she is out of town this week, to get him an automatic feeder. And it is the most ridiculous thing. I decided to spruce it up because it was his birthday this week. So I, it was like $150 off Amazon. And it connects to my smartphone. So I can go ahead and send a signal. And it automatically goes ahead and fills out a pre-deportioned amount. Now, I can also adjust the portion if I wanted to. And I can even schedule it. So I have it currently set up right now where it's going to feed him at 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. I had him on my bed last uh, morning and he was meowing and screaming at me and pawing at my face trying to be fed so I pull out my cell phone I press a button and bam food comes out and he looks so confused and then he wanders on over and he realizes oh shit that's food isn't technology amazing Andrew it really is honestly it's I, I we can't solve corona but we can feed cats if we want it's, <laughs> it's great I know, right. So anyway, uh, we decided to watch a movie that was all about technology, and I think it ended up very well for everyone on this front, right? Mm-hmm. No, I love that movie. Okay. Honestly. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I like, was really, really impressed. So what is the movie for this week? Uh, so this week, we, are, uh, we watched uh, the 2019 remake of Child's Play. Though I, would, I almost wouldn't call it, like, it is a remake, but I'd say probably a reboot, reimagining. Maybe. It's a re-imaging, yeah. Like... Because I feel like a lot of the kind of central elements of it aren't of the original Child's Play aren't really there, but I kind of like that. I think that's like I feel like that's how a reboot should be done. Mm-hmm. It's something new. It's something a little bit different. They don't retread the same old ground. They decide to spin it into its own thing, and I do respect them for that. Yeah. So, have, have you watched the other movies? Actually, um, I saw the first one way back when, and then I have seen portions of I believe Bride of Chucky. It is, and this actually made me want to go back and watch the rest of them as well. 
Because that is definitely one horror movie saga I have not seen all the way through. My goddamn girlfriend, who is... She, she hates horror movies. She absolutely cannot stand them. And she gets scared extremely, extremely easily. She has seen the very first Chucky movie. Very first <laughs> Child's Play. And I'm like, what the fuck? How? I don't understand. You know, I'm, I'm disappointed in you, Dan. I, I, I think I want you to have seen all of them at this point. Yes, I know. Well, you know what? I'm used to it, so it's okay. Anyway. Good. 2019 Child's Play. Uh, so let's go ahead and start us off. All right, yeah. Well, actually, before that, I, 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 wait, so you said you've only seen the first one? I've only seen the first one, and then I've seen portions of, I believe it was Bride of Chucky. What was the movie where Chucky and, what's the girl doll's name? Uh, Tiffany? Tiffany, yes. Uh, where they walk into a room, and there's two people having sex on a waterbed, and then they toss a bottle up at the ceiling, which happens to be a mirrored ceiling, and then glass shards rain down upon them. Sounds like the first one. Or sound, no, it sounds like the uh, Bride of Chucky. Yeah, because I do remember that, because I remember I saw that scene. I don't know how I caught it, but I was really, really young, and I remember it scared the hell out of me. Yeah, that, that, that's probably that one, because I... Mm-hmm. Uh, Seed of Chucky is a little bit different. Like that's the only one. That's the only other one that she's really in prominently. Yeah, uh, I, and basically, I hear like the very first one. It was you know a voodoo doll who gets possessed and kills people, which is a ridiculous premise. But the later ones really just hammer in, kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street. They hammer hammer in the comedy of it all. Right. Well, see, the, the interesting thing is, so Don Mancini is the guy who wrote all of them. Uh-huh. Um, and so originally he wrote the first movie to actually not have any voodoo or anything. And he wanted it to just be kind of like a, uh, like kind of like a, a mystery of like, is Andy the main boy? Is he like kind of psychotic? Is he killing these people or is the doll? And it was going to be like this huge kind of mystery. And like with the reveal at the end that it was actually the doll. Mm-hmm. But that whole kind of like, you know, the first like 45 minutes of it were going to be this kind of like ramping up the stakes of like, what's going on here yeah. um but then i guess like when tom holland was not not spider-man tom holland the, the <laughs> director he did, he did like fright night and stuff he actually did the langoliers too which is great um oh, okay. uh when he got assigned to it they were like oh eh, we don't like that so we're gonna make we're gonna introduce voodoo we're gonna introduce charles lee ray who ends up being why he's called chucky and like all that stuff kind of came from there mm-hmm. and i guess uh don mancini just kind of went with that because he like wrote he wrote every film essentially i think he directed the last two yeah um and he's directing the tv series i think or he's pushing the tv series that is um, true. And then doing research on this movie, um, I see a lot of people were a little bit curious as to why they were rebooting this all in the first place, because Kecky really wasn't a dead franchise. Oh, no, not at all. Uh-huh. Like, I, uh, Cult of Chucky came out in 2017, mm-hmm. so that's two years before this one. Yeah, definitely. And then there was a TV show that is currently on the way. And yes. Yeah, a lot of people were just very confused why why reboot this thing. But well, it's, I, I think that I, like from what I've heard, I think that they basically are kind of doing like the that new Batman movie or the Joker thing, where they're kind of gonna have two different universes to a degree. Okay. Um, like where they're gonna ha- kind of have the Don Mancini verse and then this tech verse. Um, and like because it's, it's I feel like this movie, aside from having the doll we named Chucky, isn't really Chucky. Like there's no. nothing. But like then again, like theoretically, the Chucky movies like. I, I always kind of feel like, kind of like what you're talking about with Freddy, like there's a point in the Chucky movies where it kind of takes a turn, and that's when they start becoming, being called Chucky movies. Mm-hmm. So like, the first three are Child's Play 1, 2, and 3, mm-hmm. and then it goes Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, uh, Curse of Chucky, and Cult, Cult of Chucky. Chucky. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, those are all the Chucky franchise, and there's kind of the three OG kind of uh, Child's Play films, and yeah. like, should we should we kind of go over what the, what they were about before going to this? Or I mean, we, like... you're gonna know it better than I do, but definitely go for it. All right, here we go. Mile a minute, right? Okay. For, Chucky uh, one and thirty words or less. Go. Okay, 
Charles Lee Ray uh, is about to get um, a kind of notorious criminal is about to get killed, so he uses voodoo magic to put his soul into a doll. Only then he realizes that uh, when he reveals himself to a child named Andy, that he needs to take over Andy's soul, or he will slowly turn into a human and will not be able to leave his body. Uh, second movie, Chucky's back, refurbished from whatever happens from the end of the first movie, um, tries to do the same thing. Tracks Andy down to a foster home where he's in an institution for people thinking he's crazy. Tries that again. Doesn't go very well. Child's Play 3 comes back again. Uh, the Chuck, they kind of remake the Chucky dolls and his blood somehow gets into the vat of Chucky-ness and they make him again. And he, again, tries to put his soul into the body of another child, but this one is a different child because he has a new body, so, you know, new rules. Bride of Chucky comes back again. Uh, this girl who was Charles Lee Ray's previous girlfriend before he died sews his corpse back together or his doll corpse back together brings him back to life he kills her puts her into a doll and they try to inhabit the souls of another couple Aww. yeah no it's, it's, it's kind of sweet uh mm-hmm. that movie ends with a cliff with a stinger where uh the corpse of the slightly dying corpse of the girl tiffany uh gives birth to a baby doll because they have sex the dolls have sex there's a sex scene in that movie it's weird between the two Just dolls like team america Beautiful. Just like Team America, except this produces a child. Oh, wait, did that one produce a child? Can't remember. No, it did not. <laughs> oh, lame. And then Seed of Chucky takes place like eight years later, where their baby, Glenn, is living as a ventriloquist dummy, because in his mind, he doesn't know about his, his parents, but he's pretending to be a dummy. Uh, and then he sees his, he sees his, the souls, or the, how, how to say this, the doll, they make, they're making a movie based on the Bride of Chucky, and in, in their continuity. And Jennifer uh, Jennifer Tilly, who play, who voices Tiffany the doll, mm-hmm. um, is, is in that movie. And so they basically, so he goes to see his parents, who got refurbished again and brought back to, kind of brought back to life. Um, and they kind of go on a killing spree. But he doesn't want to kill. But he has an he has an alternate identity named Glenda, kind of like that Glenn and Glenda movie. And weird things goes on there. Uh, Curse of Chucky is kind of a restart to the franchise in like kind of a gothic horror sense, which actually stars Brad Dorff's daughter, who does the voice of Chucky and plays Chucky. Hmm. Um, and it's basically like a haunted house kind of thing with Chucky in it. And then The Cult of Chucky takes place after that movie, following the main character. After she, she gets put in a sane asylum. And actually Andy from the original films comes back and tries to like help her out. And it kind of ends in a weird place, which I think kind of divide a lot of fans in terms of like, like add something else to the lore of Chucky and his voodoo powers. And then I think the TV series is supposed to pick up from there. Okay. Interesting. That's, that's all. That's, that that's been Chucky? That's six movies. Wait, seven movies. Jesus Christ. It is, yes, seven movies. Jesus so, Christ. yeah, a lot of stuff going on there. And it's been pretty, uh, you know, consistent since then. I mean, the biggest uh, gap between any of these movies was from 2004 to 2013. So, nine years. But otherwise, they've been trucking along at a pretty consistent pace. Oh, yeah, and that was from Seed to Curse? Seed to Curse. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I think Curse and Cult were the only two to be direct to video, which is really surprising. Mm-hmm. Because, like, some of the other ones are a lot worse. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, they definitely feel like a direct video kind of franchise, but here we are. So, Child's Play 2019. This is the remake. It is written by Tyler Burton-Smith, and it's divided, uh, directed by Lars Kevberg who is so unknown at this point that he doesn't even have an entry on Wikipedia. Damn. Um, yeah. Aubrey Plaza is our title star on this one. So, uh, you know, April from Parks and Rec, she's on here as well. Mark Hamill is also on here as well, and he plays the voice of Chucky. 
and he comes on in. And it was released, you know, 2019, back in June 21st. I remember it came out the same time as Toy Story 4, and all of the posters during the marketing at this point were just parodying Toy Story 4, so we saw Woody, but it was just his boots, and then we saw the shadow, him being strangled, et cetera, et cetera. <gasps> what? Yes. Oh, I you didn't see, see that? What? No, hell no. Okay. I want to see that. Chucky 2019 posters. Google that right now. It's wonderful. Okay. Because that sounds amazing. Uh, but it's actually funny. It's almost been a year since then. Holy crap. I, I may have seen these and just and just thought they were just Toy Story posters and never noticed. Yeah, I see one. There's a slinky dog. He's being roasted over a fire. Ham being completely shattered. Uh, let's see. Rex is... Uh, oh, God. He is completely bones. Oh, dude. There's an Annabelle one of Annabelle's, like, the, the glasses shattered and her head's missing. Oh, yeah. And then you see uh-huh. his reflection. This is awesome. Yeah, they did a great job with the marketing coming on it. I remember that. Wow, that, wow, I'm actually impressed. Damn. Uh Okay, that's so cool, dude. Yeah, if anybody hasn't seen these, I'd definitely look these up. These are awesome. You just search up uh, Chucky Toy Story. All right, so you want to dive right into the movie? Yeah, well, actually, uh, just so you know, I think uh, the Spanish is uh, Muenco Diabolico, which maybe means like evil toy. I don't know what the Muenco Muenco part means, but that Mm -hmm. that looks pretty sick. It's a cool name. I like it. Cool. All right, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Uh, uh, sure. So we start off with our little introduction, and then we see uh, Tim Madison playing Harry Kaslan. And Kaslan is kind of like the Hasbro slash, no, 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 they're bigger than Hasbro. They're, they're basically the Samsung of this entire world. They put out toys, they put out TVs, they put out, you know, smart home systems. Everything's connected to a Kaslan product. And we get this little press brief slash commercial introducing Buddy, who is this AI-controlled robot who can learn and adapt and play with you. Kazlan's big thing is that he wants everyone, every child, to have a best friend, a best buddy. And as you know, obviously, this is the genesis of the Chucky Dow eventually. So not only can Chucky go a- or Buddy go ahead and connect to all the different types of systems, it can get to the TV, the lights, the air conditioning system, every single Kazlan product out there, but he also adapts and learns to particular voices. So after we see this cute little commercial showing exactly what's going on with Buddy, we cut to the sweatshop in Vietnam in which it's being made. And we see these poor, overworked, underpaid workers developing and finalizing these Buddy dolls. One of the workers is... is He's not really slacking off on the job. He's just taking a breather, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's just doing that, but then the dick of the foreman comes on over and says, Hey, listen, you are a slacker. You are slacking off all the time. And he slaps him in the face. Don't damn him any time. We have a quote of meat, et cetera, et cetera. And the dude is just a complete dick to his employee. Mm-hmm. So the employee decides to take revenge on this, and I do love this part, by going into the Chucky chip and going into the programming and removing all the perimeters for Chucky. So it says, like, violence enabled behavior safeguards removed profanity filter removed i, I love that like that there's an option to remove that yes. like like who would program something and be like man can this doll murder yes but let's put something <laughs> in so it can't <laughs> like what and then he puts that on in there and that's his revenge against the company and the very next thing that we see is the foreman is sitting outside talking to another employee and the employee who programmed deprogrammed chucky i guess to say uh falls on the car and behind him and just commits suicide and then we see the buddy doll go into the truck ready to be sent on over to children all across the nation 
Dude, what do you think of that that music? Like that like I don't know, like little like, kind of chanting happy music. Like the like it reminded me. I don't. It kind of reminded me of, like Gremlins a little bit. Like it that did. like. I, I kind of I loved it. Like I feel like that it was like it was like perfectly creepy, but also kind of like like because there are times where I wondered the movie was like a, was a kids movie, like was kind of a gremlinsy kind of like PG thirteen. Oh yeah. But then but then the gore was like nope. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but like I they just have perfect kind of like creepy child's music. Like it's I think it's perfect for the movie that it is. Oh, it's great. Yeah, no, it's it definitely sets the tone very very well in terms of the atmosphere is very happy go lucky, but then it just quickly transitions on over into something more sinister, more violence. But at the same time, you know, it's got an air of fun about it. It's like, yeah, you're happy feel, to see some of these people get killed. Yeah, well, I, I think it's very much in the, in the kind of in the vein of the first It remake. Uh-huh. It's, it's like that kind of childish movie that has some like kind of dark moments. Yeah. But I guess this is more of a hard R than I think uh, Child's Play was. Or not Child's oh, Play. Uh, it. it was, definitely, yeah. Though, speaking <laughs> of which, did you hear they're making a third It movie? What? No, I didn't. They're, they're making one. I think it's probably going to be a prequel, but they're apparently gonna, they're going to announce it soon. And huh. it's like gross huh. like like why if it's a prequel it would make sense but it's also just stupid yeah after it too i don't know i love it too it is really bad one, but it too after two was not that great well the good news though is that they do do a prequel they can no holds ball because like, part of the i think the constraint of it chapter two was that they couldn't kill any of the characters aside from that aside from richie or whatever uh-huh. it was that died yeah but with new characters new thing they can just kill anybody they want make as much gory stuff as they want so that could be yeah it could be a positive um yeah 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 but anyway uh so then, so then from there we cut and we meet um, Aubrey Plaza, uh-huh, who is, who is actually Karen. named Karen. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and she's working at somewhere called Zed Mart, which made me think was take place in Canada, because, like, you know, like, <laughs> it seems like a Canada, like Zed seems like a, like a you know, European it thing. It does, yeah, know. I never really thought about that. Like, I thought it was I'm just like, kind of a parody of uh, zombies, but uh, no, that makes more sense, too. I don't know. Then I, I, I forget like they're in like, Chicago or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, so she, she's in there. She works at like, this department store. Or a toy store, and this guy comes up, and he's trying to uh, return one of the buddy dolls uh, because it's a ginger. He thought it was he thought it was a blonde. He didn't know it was a ginger. Oh, I love this scene so much! Like this was the scene I texted you, and I was like, I think I'm in love with this movie. <laughs> and I, I just want to reiterate how pissed off this guy is because his doll is a ginger. He's like, I don't want a fucking ginger. I want a fucking blonde. And then he points on over like the one on the advertisement over there, and Karen goes. No, that is the, you know, newer model of the buddy. The new model is a blonde, and the new model isn't out. Yeah, that's just an advertisement. It's going to release at the end of the week. I'm sorry, the only option you have is a ginger. And the guy's just like, I don't want no fucking ginger. <laughs> it's so... Well, oh, uh, I love it. I love, too, that he's like, he's like, let me return it. And she's like, sorry, you didn't know how to read, so, uh, nope. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like, yes, perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so we learned that Buddy 2 is coming out like, in next week or something like that. Um, and... She goes home, uh, you know, after this, she goes home, and uh, we get introduced to her son, Andy, which is the same name as the son from the first movie. Uh-huh. And um, also and the our... same name as the kid from Toy Story. <gasps> and the same name as me. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we don't like to learn too much about Andy. Uh, he has a hearing aid. His birthday's coming up soon. Um, they just moved in, and he doesn't have any, any new friends. Um, and so the mother kind of feels kind of bad for him. Um, and I feel like... I. I She's, she, there's this weird kind of scene where she's like, you know, I don't care what you do. Go outside and play with these random kids. And he's like, you want me to go play with strangers outside? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, just, just just go do that. And like nothing yeah. ever comes of that. It, it, it seems like she is a very, not so much a hands-off mother, but, I mean, she clearly got pregnant at 16. She was a teenage mother. She doesn't seem like she knows how to handle being a mother. 
but she's trying her best. I mean, then again, she's working double shifts to pay for rent and everything, so I, I just got the impression she was just overwhelmed and is not very good at being a mother. Yeah. Well, because let's see, of her Aubrey Plaza is 36 kid. years old right now, so yeah, that kid is probably in high school? What, you say he's like a freshman in high school, middle school? Well, the kid? I mean, eighth grade? Seventh grade? The kid? No, he's yeah. definitely like sixth, seventh grade. Oh, really? Okay, I don't yeah, know kids. No, I work with them every day. About definitely, that. definitely not in high school. I never know how old kids are. Uh-huh. I'm really bad at that. Okay, <laughs> that, make, that makes more sense. Uh, um, Wikipedia says 13, so he would be in sixth grade. Sounds great. Yeah. So anyway, sixth grade. Get out of here. Anyway, yeah. Um, so we're also introduced to um, Karen's boyfriend, uh, Shane, who, uh, if you didn't know, if you haven't watched the classic Lifetime movie, Revenge Porn, um, he plays the father in that movie, and Damn. you know, it's, it watch the it's it's great. I, I've as soon as he came on the movie, as soon as he came on the screen, I was like, it's him. <laughs> so it's the guy he's from Revenge Porn. He's clearly a great actor, um, <laughs> uh, and uh, so Andy doesn't like him. He doesn't really like Andy. They kind of seem to have a contentious relationship. So uh, uh, he goes out and plays on his phone, um, and we are introduced to a new another character named Mike, who is kind of a detective, I believe. Um, and I guess his mother lives in the building, so he kind of takes care of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll kind of he'll come up later again. Uh, but that's about yeah. It. This movie just kind of goes on through and introduces the characters all at one time, just to get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all in this apartment building together. Yeah, they're all doing the same thing. You know, I, I kind of like it though. I think it does a good job establishing. And I feel like one of the strengths of this movie is I do think that Andy and uh, Karen's relationship is actually like well established. Like I, I feel like. They feel realistic, uh, and I feel like uh-huh. they, they seem like have a good dynamic, and I feel like neither of them are bad actors. Like, I feel like, no. aside from, like, these two kids who come in later, I think that the actors in this are pretty solid. Um, yeah, definitely, and I, and I completely agree with you. I mean, Karen's character was really, really fun to watch, especially the scene which comes on up, which I guess I'll just explain right now. Um, Karen is kind of talking to one of the stalkers in the store she works in, and she basically blackmails this guy into giving her one of the buddy dolls to give to her son. And I, I really like how she does this. She, like, says, oh, you know, it's damaged returns that you're going through. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not stocking the shelves. He's sending one of the damaged units back to Kaslin. Mm. And then she basically blackmails him by saying, well, you know you give this to me or I tell your wife about the girl you were fucking at the Marts. And he's like, all right, fine, <laughs> fine. You take it. Mm-hmm. What, it. It's very, like, it's very, like, I don't know, it's, and it's, it's not in the way that, like, where you think that she's, like, a bad person, like, for doing it, because she's like, that's okay, right? Right? Like, I can hit this, right? That's okay, right? You don't want to respond about this, right? Okay, cool. Thanks, bye. Like, I'm just going to take yeah, this. And, it, <laughs> and she wants to do it just to give her kid something nice. Because, yeah. you know, the, the buddy is the hot new toy. Every kid wants it. It's the buddy two's coming out. People are lined up for blocks. Um, you know, resale value was super, super high. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. So she's trying her well, best. And, like, a movie that this, honestly, I, I thought had a lot of parallels in it. Um, like, as, a, as we were kind of watching it, it's like, I kept thinking of the Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. Like, Hogarth and Andy, both kind of socially awkward kids. The moms are both working kind of dead-end jobs. Their fathers run around. Um, they're both kind of weird guys who are kind of pushing into their lives. They're kind of dicks. And they both kind of find a robot or something that they, they kind of want there to be their friend. Like, I feel like this is like the Iron Giant gone wrong, essentially. <laughs> um, and they're both in Ready Player One, the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of parallels here. Such. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, yeah, so the... Um, 
Karen ends up, yeah, this woman returns one of the buddies because the eyes are going red. She gets kind of creepy. I don't want it. And she's like, yeah, that's cool. That's good. Good enough reason to return it, not just because it's Ginger. Um, so she takes it home to Andy because she's like, hey, man, like, I know your birthday's in two weeks, but like, you've been having a hard time. You don't have any friends, so you might like this. Um, and Andy's kind of like, wow, this is for children. Uh, but thanks. <laughs> Yeah, he's at that age where he really, really doesn't want to be a child anymore, but at the same time, he doesn't really know how to be an adult. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he, take, he takes it out of the out of the box um, to try it out, and he's like, oh. And um, the first thing it asks is, like, you know, what is my name? And he's like, Han Solo, because I guess Mark Hamill's in it. <laughs> um, and then he goes, like, nope, my name's Chucky. Which I, like... Do you think that's a cop out? Do you think that's funny? Like, I, I couldn't, I didn't know how I felt about that. Like, that his name is Chucky just out of random happenstance. Yeah, I felt like that joke could have been set up better. Um, especially that you, this this film does have a lot of jokes that are set up very well, especially the stabbing one that comes on later. <laughs> but this one did feel a little bit forced. It almost kind of felt like the production of this movie, where they're like, I have an idea about a robot or a toy that goes bad, like small soldiers, but, you know, more bloody. And they're like, hmm, how can we sell that? And they're like, Nobody's remade Child's Play yet, so it's like it's like that. Yeah. They're like, "Well, I'll call it this." And they're like, "No, no, we'll call it Chucky." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it. That that will mark it very well. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sure that, that that's how that's how this was pitched. Um, yeah. yeah, but we also learned that Chucky's broken and he can't interface with the other Catherine products. So the other Chucky's know he's on the TVs; they can do all this stuff. But at this point in time, Chucky can't do that. Chucky is kind of uh-huh. uh, you know the broken again, the Iron Giant, the broken head, can't do his his job properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wants to. He wants to. Uh, Chucky's motivation is he wants to be Andy's best friend. He wants to protect Andy. He wants to help Andy. He wants to play with Andy. And that is his life's mission, mm-hmm. to do that. And he can't do that, unfortunately. So Andy connects him over to the cloud, um, makes the robot a little bit better. Karen is kind of like, oh, I'm sorry, son, I fucked up again. But Andy's, you know, Andy's an all right boy. He's like, don't worry, mommy, you tried your best, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but, like Andy and, tries to be like, I actually really like it. Thanks, mom. Like, I think he's, yeah. he like, takes it to his room with him. Like, He's not a bad kid. No, he's a good guy. Andy's, Andy, Andy, Andy's a good boy. Okay? <laughs> so he takes him on over into the room, and <laughs> this is when Andy first starts to really like Chucky. Because Andy says, yeah, so my mom's dating this guy named Shane. He's a total dick. And then Chucky repeats, total dick. And he's like, oh, wow. I didn't realize these buddy dolls can swear. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he decides, you know what? I'm going to show you my cool little superhero things. And we get a nice little bonding moment. Yeah, we get, uh, yeah, we get uh-huh. that little montage. But I do love how he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, you know, these are all my, I, I like to do the kind of matchups. And he's like. Uh, Zoro versus uh, Medusa. He's like, that's kind of a deep cut. And I was like, a deep? Is, is that a deep cut? Like, is Medusa a deep cut? Is Zoro a deep? Like, I think those are so I mean, culturally relevant things now. Zoro cuts. I don't know a single 13 year old boy in 2019 who knows who Zoro is, but. No, yeah. I feel like, I feel like really, is he, is he not like a part of like, just like, I don't know, like Freddy? No, not Freddy, but like, I don't know. Like, people, people just know he's some kind of band, like, you know, bandito vigilante, like. No, I guess you know the Tony Antonio Banderas movies. You know, after those those were I guess in the nineties. Listen, dude, Mask of Zorro was released in ninety nine, and that was the very very last Zorro movie for quite some time. Wait, what was the first so, Zorro movie? Uh, it was like the sixties, wasn't it? What, no, sorry, what, like what, what, he was a TV character. What, what was the first of the Antonio Banderas? Was the Mask of Zorro not the first one? I know there are two of them. Uh, Curse of Zorro. Uh, <laughs> Cult of Zorro. Uh, 
American films. Uh, there was The Mask of Zorro, which was 98, and then The Legend of Zorro, which was 2005. Oh, there you go, The Legend. And that was the last one. Ah, okay. okay, never mind. Anyway. There we go. Is that Catherine Zeta-Jones? Okay, anyway. That's <laughs> yeah, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so we, we get a little montage of, like, uh, Andy aggressively making a sandwich, where he, like, he, he makes a sandwich and cuts it with a knife and stabs the knife oh, into the... Oh, before, before we do that, uh, we do get the scene where Buddy sees Andy to sleep and sings the Buddy song, which comes back into play oh, God, later on. That. They've got the Buddy song. And then also, too, Buddy is, like, staring at him while he sleeps and then keeps saying, hey, Andy, do you want to play? Do you want to play? Do you want to play? And we clearly get the idea that Buddy's a little bit defective. Mm-hmm. Anyway, aggressive sandwich time. Go! Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I just thought this was weird. Because so we get our montage of them bonding. And one of the things we see is... Andy makes a sandwich and just fucking stabs a knife into the cutting board after. I know. But, it's just like, dude, you're going to break the cutting board. Also, you're going to break, break the, the knife. knife. One of the two. And also, like, who yeah. the fuck does that? Like, also, why do you have a cutting board to cut a fucking sandwich? Like, <laughs> so many, like Andy, like, I, I get the... Like, just use a butter knife. He's like... It's okay, dude. Super precautious, super cautious with the cutting board, but then, like, fuck it and stabs it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, and we also... And Chucky... Uh, Chucky... So in one of the commercials for the um, Chucky or for Buddy, we see that like he brings a textbook to the kid and he's like, you forgot, don't forget your science textbook. And Chucky does that. He comes up to Andy. He's like, don't forget your science textbook. But he's holding a roll of toilet paper. And it's like, it's kind of cute. It's like a little dog. I don't know. Or like, I, I know we talked a lot about in Predator, like the misuse of uh, kind of people with mental handicaps. And I'm kind of part of it, kind of like, oh man, it's like, it's like somebody trying to do the job. Like, I think they did a good job of almost making you like Chucky. Like, because uh-huh. you like, you feel sorry for Chucky. He's like a... He's, like, trying his best. You know, like, I, I love this movie because I love how much we actually kind of get to like Chucky before stuff oh, goes yeah. down. yeah, he's not a dick at the very beginning of the movie. It's really just the stimulus that he was exposed to um, as the movie goes on that turns him into a killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I kind of I really like these little bonding scenes. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and this kind of all kind of comes to head. We kind of get our first warning sign about Chucky um, when they're playing a board game together. And uh, his cat, uh, Andy's cat, scratches him. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, fuck, I'm like, stop that. And he goes, he goes to get a Band-Aid, and he comes back, and Chucky is throttling the cat. He is choking that cat out. Um, yeah. And <coughs> luckily at this point... I do not like seeing... Sorry? I never like seeing, I never like seeing animals die in oh, you know. I don't think I've ever seen a single horror movie where I like the animal dying. You don't do that. Like Joe Bob said, you, you never kill the dog. No, dude, killing, killing animals is terrible. Especially, like, I, I feel bad for this cat. Uh, yeah. Because he gets, he gets choked, and, you know, this is kind of we have our, he has kind of come to Jesus moment where he's like, you can't hurt things. You can't hurt people. Which, again, mm-hmm. I feel like is exactly like what Hogarth says to the Iron Giant at one point. I feel like it's, you can't do mm-hmm. that. Um, <laughs> and, like, I don't know. I feel like some of this stuff's got to be intentional. Um, and he basically told him, don't do that. So I heard if you sync up Child's Play 2019 and the Iron Giant, and Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, it all works perfectly. Damn. It's all synced up together. I, I, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like poetry. It rhymes. Uh, yeah. So uh, we also get the part where if Chucky gets angry, his eyes turn red. So, ooh, scary. Oh, yeah. And that's that. So, you know, Hogarth slash Andy talks to Chucky and says, listen, you can't, you can't do that, dude. You can't kill people. Um, but then... He gets the idea. All right, I don't like Jane. I don't like Shane. I don't like him at all. So I'm going to go ahead and try and scare Shane with this messed up doll. And I do really like this scene. Andy's sitting on the stairs and playing around with Chucky, and Chucky is trying to make scary faces. So he's going on and on. It's like, okay, try removing your cheeks. Okay, now move your eyes up. Yeah, just like that. Now bare your teeth. 
no, not that much. Try it this way. Try it that way. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I know, and this actually kind of brings up the question. What do you think of the look of Chucky in this film? I think they were definitely going for Uncanny Valley, mm-hmm. and I think they really hit that nail that really hard. Like, he is very uncomfortable to look at. Yeah. He is not a fun character to look at, and I think that's definitely what they were going for. No, I, so. I completely agree. Like, I think, like, when people first saw it, a lot of people were like, man, like, I feel like when I read about it, people were like, he looks like shit. And I was like, but, like, he's supposed to. He's supposed to look fucking unsettling. Like, you, if that doll yeah. is staring at you, like, yeah, there, there's always the, you know, doll staring at you is always kind of creepy, but, like, if that doll is staring at you, you have, like, legitimate concerns for your life um, now the only thing i would come the only caveat to that and i'm gonna play devil's advocate on this one mm-hmm. is we're expected to believe that these dolls are flying off the shelves yeah, yeah that, like that's... everyone is buying them all over and it's definitely for the technology and it's not for the looks itself 100%. but i'd imagine a lot of people are just like yeah i don't want that creepy fucking doll looking at me well the other thing I, th- I think about is like chucky 2.0 and shit looks a lot better Oh, yeah. Or Buddy 2.0. So maybe this was like the first version, and they're like, oh shit, yeah, this was, this is a mistake. And like, <laughs> we need a blonde. I, I feel like it's like, because the blonde has like a smoother face, uh, and they have the bear version. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the, I feel like the people who made this realized that. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking ugly shit. Um, mm-hmm. Because like, in the original Chucky, like, it, he started out as more like a Cabbage Patch doll, essentially. He was like a rainbow bright yes. Cabbage Patch doll. And like, as, and I can see that. It's cool though, because in the original one, like, as the movie went on, like, he changed more human. So, like, his mm-hmm. face got paler and shit, and he got, like, eyebrows and shit. Like, as the movie, like, basically, mm-hmm. as he became more human, the doll actually changed, which was mm-hmm. sick. I don't know if they did that in the later movies. I don't think they did. Um, uh, but, like, I always thought that was, like, a fun thing about the first one. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I like the design of this guy just because I think it is really, like... Because also, like, imagine if they try... I mean, like, you know, there's that Uncanny Valley, but there's also that removed from realism, where I think if it did look like a real person, it would be probably even creepier. The... Mm-hmm. The actual Candy Valley, <laughs> or the Candy, yeah. the Candy Peak, which I think is sometimes more terrifying than the Uncanny Valley. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, yeah. So then, and this is where we meet uh, Andy's friends, I guess. And I okay, so I want to talk about this. Well, you go first. No, you go first because I okay. Uh, Andy's friends, I cannot give them any personality besides fat kid and girl. Yep, and. They become ride or die friends to Andy way too fast. Yeah. Well, especially. They meet him mm-hmm. and then they're just like, all right, Andy, we'll do everything for you. Yeah. Like, well, because, and like, are they, are they friends? Are they siblings? Do we ever know? I, I think what they were trying to go for was that they were kids that lived in the same apartment block and because they were kids in the same neighborhood, it was just kind of a, hey, we're going to hang out together because we're all in the same area. And, and, we, and we do get some scenes where we get to see their bonding a friendship a little bit back and forth, but it's just, it's very weird. Yeah. Like, it would have been better if these friends were established, like, they knew each other beforehand. Yeah, well, or like, at least just like, because like, when he goes out to go meet the kids, the, I, I, I assumed it was them, but then they introduced themselves. Yeah. And I, uh-huh. I assume they're siblings, those two. I don't know. I don't know why else they hang out together. They don't seem to, like, you know, chill a lot. Mm-hmm. But, like... Yeah, they're kids in the same complex. That's true. So we meet Fallon and Pug. I thought his name was Puck at first. I'm just going to call him Kid and Girl Kid. Okay, like... Friend and Girlfriend. Like, Pug is... Pug or Puck, I thought it always was. It was like, is just as annoying as his name sounds. Like, uh-huh. he's just, like... He's that... He's... He's that weird character that every kind of kids movie, horror movie seems to put in place who just swears a lot for the sake of swearing a lot. And you're like, why? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, do kids, like, I, I don't know. I teach kids. I see kids a lot. And I don't think they just randomly say dickweed and shit, like, randomly. Like, no, I don't, definitely it not. It seems, 
because I think Andy's a really good character. I think Andy's really well written. And then they have these two characters they throw in who are not. And it's, it's really weird. <laughs> You're like, why do you have this normal character who, like, feels like a real person and every other character feels pretty realistic and then you throw in these two kids. One of, And I'm pretty sure Pug is probably, like, fucking 20. I don't know. I feel like he has like a, <laughs> he, yeah, I just I just don't like his character. He looks pretty old. Yep. But it's, anyway, so yeah, they, they they see him doing the intro, trying to get him to do stuff, and they're like, "Oh, what's that, Dick Wad or whatever?" And then uh, Chucky says, "Dick Wad back." And they're like, "Whoa, is he allowed to do that?" And they immediately, for some reason, know that all of his like inhibitions have been removed, which they're super excited about. Which like, I would be like, "That's a little scary." Like, I don't know. <laughs> this thing that can control all the technology around me has no limits. That's a little. They seem super pumped about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they basically decide to hang out. Like, these youths are like, let's let's hang out together. And we get a little montage of them hanging out. Uh, they teach Chucky to stand outside uh, the kitchen. So when Shane goes to get a beer, he pops up and scares the shit out of him. Um, mm-hmm. And they hang out with the other local youths where uh, they try to teach, where some of the local youths try to teach Chucky to uh, stab a unicorn with a pen and say, this is for Tupac. Um, yes, which again, I, I really that. like the scene because I feel like there's that scene where Andy's again that kind of protective character, uh, where he's like, guys, I don't, don't don't teach him like that. Like he's like really kind of taking care of Chucky. Like he like sees Chucky as like a award to him to some degree, which I really like. Mm-hmm. I thought like again, it develops that character, develops the relationship. Um, until uh, they start watching um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, which is actually mm-hmm. the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre I ever saw, and it was really funny because they're like they were like ah, watching the scenes uh-huh. that I remember, like when they go to the radio station and they leave the radio station. And then they're like on the bridge, and they're on the top of the car. Like they definitely fast forward to that movie a bunch when they're when watching it with them. But like, mm-hmm. I thought that was sick. Yeah, <laughs> but Chucky, you know, kind of witnesses them seeing the Chainsaw Massacre, and he makes the connection. Okay, horror movies make these kids happy, so I'm going to do things on the horror movies to make them happy as well. So he walks on over. And he picks up a knife from the kitchen, uh, again, emulating what he saw in Tangent Owl Massacre. And he walks back into the room, holding the knife above his head. Now, rightly so, all the kids are kind of freaked out about that. But, and eventually they grab him and push him down onto the ground and take the knife and pop back up. And in the struggle, uh, Chucky accidentally cuts Andy just a tiny little bit. But that's when Chucky completely stops and says, all right. I'm sorry, Andy. I don't know what I did wrong. Please, please tell me what I did wrong. That sort of thing. Yeah, he looks so and again, sad. You feel, you feel bad for Chucky at this point. You're just like, okay, he's just a dumb robot who had his programming inhibited, inhibited inhibitions removed. So, yeah, yeah it's like he's learning, and like, I get like, and like, and like, and there's that scene where they, they it shows because like, and then it cuts to Chucky being basically put in a room by himself, and he has like a toy in his hand, and he's sitting there like facing the camera with Andy kind of in the backdrop closing the door and like the lights are off and his little eyes are glowing mm-hmm. and you feel so bad for him like he, he's a little like a little kid who just made a mistake or like a dog who bit somebody or just like yeah you know what's going on there anyway next scene we cut back to the next day and Chucky is just in the living room somewhere and Shane uh, his mom's boyfriend comes on in and just grabs something from the fridge and he hears the voice recording of Andy keeps saying over and over again Shane's such an asshole Shane's such an asshole and Karen finds this a little bit funny at first, but then she's just like, all right, fine, this doll is obviously defective. He needs to go away. So she takes the doll, puts him in this cabinet, and says, listen, Andy, you can't play with this doll anymore. It's a little bit too much. And we see a scene later on that night where Chucky reaches his hand on through and breaks out of the cabinet, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So after that, oh, yeah. 
So after that is the scene where Andy comes back in from the next day of work or whatever, and Chucky says, hey, listen, I did a good thing for you. Kitty was really, really unhappy, uh, or Kitty made us unhappy, so now we can play again. Mm -hmm. And while Andy is home and he's the only one home, Chucky has killed the cat. Uh, It's so sad. I know. It's it's like a gruesome killing, dude. That cat is, like, bleeding everywhere. Like, Uh ugh. But this I don't get, because Andy hides the body. Like and, and I get it. I think again. I think, it's, I think it's Andy again taking ownership. Doesn't he toss him down the trash? Yeah, he, put, he like, puts him in a box and put okay. him in the trash, which he does yeah. a lot in this movie uh, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, isn't this isn't this a situation where like most normal kids would like be like, all right, something's up. I need to tell my parents because there's there's a few yeah. scenes, there's a few times in this movie where that could have happened, and I'm just kind of like, why, why didn't you do that? Um, but again, I think it's that responsibility, especially since the relationship with his mom seems to be pretty good. Honestly, yeah. Well, I think it's, again, I wonder too. Is it that kind of like? You know, he's he's the single mother doing all this stuff. And he doesn't want to bother her. She's already bothered. He knows, like you know, she has a semi-abusive boyfriend to a degree. She has. She's trying to provide for him. He's trying to make it work. He feels responsible for the doll. He thinks it's his fault. Like, mm-hmm. I I can see where they're coming from, but I'm also just like, man, I feel like there's an out for this if you just like told somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so they come on in through uh, back to Chucky, and he tosses the cat down the trash, and that's that. Later on that night, Mom is just saying, hey, where's the cat? And Andy's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in there. But Andy wakes up in the middle of the night, and Chucky's kind of staring at him, just in the middle of the corner. And this is when Andy really starts to feel, all right, I need to do something about this doll. This is freaking me out too much. So, let's see. Uh, what happens after that? Well, so, remember, while he's staring at him, he's not just staring at him. He's, he's playing back the sound of him killing the cat. Which I was oh, just like, right. why yes. are you doing that, Chucky? Like, uh-huh. like, like I don't like, like, like in Chucky's, like, I'm trying to think, like, his programming, is that, like, remi- is that trying to him, like, appealing to Andy? Like, look what I did for you. I did this for you. Okay. I don't know. So I think what's going on here is Andy did not like the cats. Therefore, Chucky assumes that if the cat has gotten rid of, then Andy would be happy. Mm-hmm. And so then he's playing the moments where Chucky gets rid of the cat. Yeah, to, to, to appease him, kind that's of. Gonna make, yes, yeah, uh-huh. to be, look what I did for that's you. That's kind of what's going on. Yeah, like, 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 it's like when a cat, like when a cat brings like a dead mouse to you, or like, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, okay, that, that's that's yeah. what I kind of assumed. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so then the next day, uh, Shane is peeing, <laughs> and I, we, had, me and Lindsay had a discussion about this because uh, Shane's peeing, and Chucky, I think, does Chucky play the, the cat dying noise? What I don't know what he plays. Uh, he, uh, I don't remember either. He's, or he uh-huh. says something. Anyway, he startles Shane uh-huh. while he's peeing. It makes Shane basically pee on his own face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like, we, we, like, I hate it when that happens. I, right? Like, I, you get you get so like startled that you pull, you know, you just shoot yourself in the face. It's 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 terrible. <laughs> life. Um, and Shane is pissed, fitter, figuratively and literally. Um, and so he grabs Chucky, comes to Andy's room, throws him on the ground, and yells at him, and, and like closes the door so the mom can't hear. It. And it's just like, if you have a problem with me, deal with me. Don't like make your you know fucking doll do it, and it's I think like again I think this is a kind of a nice acting job on the kids part and like a nice kind of writing job like where Andy you know when Shane's yelling at him it's like yeah like it wasn't me again I like I hate you get out of here he leaves and then Andy just breaks down as soon as he leaves and again I think that's like a realistic mm-hmm. kind of thing like he's a kid and he's like yeah kind of, he's in over head yeah and he's you know trying to hold and he's like you know he 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 hates Shane but he also like you know tries wants to be a kind of seems strong in front of himself. Um, and so he breaks down and basically says, like, I wish he would go away. Um, and we get this little scene where kind of the, Shane's leaving and the mom's like, hey, like, I know he's, he's my kid. He's not your kid. Like, if something comes up, talk to me about it. Don't be an asshole and go yell at him, essentially. 
And mm-hmm. can't, Shane's like, all right, fine, whatever, I'm going out. And he goes and gets in his car and goes home. Uh, and so what happens as he goes home? So, goes on home, um, and we see Shane kind of rolling on through. He's complaining about work, that sort of thing. And then we get some fake-out moments where he thinks he hears a sound behind him, and he doesn't. But he continues to go on in, and then he finally eventually reaches home, and we see that he pulls up, and his entire family is in the window. He's got a wife, he's got kids, they all yell at him and say, Daddy's home! Yay! And then he takes his wedding ring from the uh, visor, and he puts it on his finger, and we realize he's been cheating on Karen with his wife, and his wife with Karen, etc., etc. Guys, he's come back, he's ready to die. What's up? Do you... Are you cheating on both people? I feel like... like, Yeah, they both assume that you are in a monogamous relationship with the other person, unless they talked about having an open marriage or having an open... Unless they previously discussed it, which the movie does not establish. Definitely for Karen. I don't know about the wife, but I'm assuming so. Yeah. Yeah, he's cheating on both. Okay, I I always want to... I'm trying to think... In my mind, I'm like, cheating would be like, the new person would be the one you're cheating with. But if you're married, then like... You're cheating on your marriage person, and the person that you're uh-huh. cheating with you is like your relationship is something else. Yeah. I feel like we need we need, we need another word for like for cheating, like when it's the secondary person, like cheating cheating with maybe instead of cheating on cheating with. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, cheating on or cheating. Like, with I guess I guess she's on where. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I can see. I see. <laughs> So uh, he goes on in and he decides, you know, these Christmas lights need to be kept down, um, taken on down. And he goes ahead and he climbs up in a very, very tall ladder and goes all the way up and starts taking the Christmas lights down. And I do really love this scene because he starts pulling them down and then the ladder starts shaking and he has no idea what's going on. He thinks it's a raccoon or something like that. (laughs) And then eventually Chucky just collapses the ladder. And again, he's like two stories up and he falls straight onto his legs and his shins completely snap oh, outside that was so of the gross. skin and to the side. It was so good. The, uh-huh. the, the, I, I take issue with that, though. How did Chucky disengage the ladder? Yes. How did he do that? That's that's my question. Yes. Because yes. all his... Maybe it was maybe it was a... Oh, what, what's the name of the goddamn company in this movie? Uh, Kleiner or whatever it is. Maybe it's no, a Kleiner. He, he can't control it. He rep. can't control it. He doesn't have that ability yet. No, it's a Kleiner wireless router. He just takes his finger and it goes. No, but he can't. He can't connect to the network. Oh, that only comes. That's that's an upgrade he gets later. That's his. Oh, oh, yeah. Because like, because generally there's either metal brackets that hold this thing in place that slide down, so if Uh the weight's on there, listen, dude, I want to make my goddamn joke about a wireless enabled ladder. No. Isn't that the most ridiculous premise ever? And then you were just killing my buzz. Here. I'm sorry, man. I'm just really I I I've been on ladders a lot recently, and like I'm afraid of heights, and so like I don't want this to be a reality. Literally pops on up, and then the engine just slams on there. This is totally unrealistic. That ladder has many safeguards in there. You know, I, I, just, I just can't believe that that ladder could collapse on me. Like I do not. I'm like I climbed a ladder recently, and like I, I climbed the ladder and had to hold a pole saw at like arm's length and try to cut off like with like, with like two attachments on the end to make it super long and try to cut down a tree branch a little while ago. It was scary as shit. <laughs> like I can't, I can't, I can't live my life knowing that ladders can kill me. But actually, I think they realized their mistake too. You know, because when it cuts to the perspective of Shane falling, the ladder is not collapsing; it's just falling over. So oh. I'm just saying, I think they realize that that can't happen, even though they, that's I how know. they started it. So you know. Yeah. They, they went back and did uh, shots for that scene. Like, fuck. Anyway, I do love, I do love the shots where the dad is standing up on his hind legs, screaming and withering pain because 
Um, you know, his shins are currently outside his body, and his daughters are on their phone with their headphones playing Fortnite or some shit like that, and then they look behind them, can't see anything, and they look right back. Like, that is... That is true. Yeah, that is true. From the fourth graders I taught for seven years, hundred percent. And for you know a, a movie that's mo- that is a lot about the dangers of technology, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just the absenteeism is is a great one. Uh-huh. That that is that is the, the the boomer excuse of you know all oh, the kids blah 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 are so into technology and that sort of thing. But it does ring very true. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, our guy, Shane, is kind of crawling on the dirt in front of the house, um... In a motherfucking watermelon patch. Yeah, watermelon patch. Who the fuck is a watermelon patch? I was about to say, like, in the front, uh, isn't there, like, a homeowner's association or some shit like that here? I, I, I don't know. Like, well, yeah, I, 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 who, yeah, like, does, is, maybe he's, like, a farmer in another life? I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe that's what he does. He, he's actually lying about being maybe. a plumber, the fuck he is. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so the lawnmower starts up, and Chucky based. I'm sorry, rototiller. Oh, rototiller. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, rototiller starts on up and kind of makes his way towards him, and then Chucky jumps up on his chest as he's crawling through the ground, and is like, "Hey, here's Chucky, so and so." And I, I I think he just gives up and decides, you know what? I'd rather have the rototiller kill me rather than Chucky, because he just lets go of that rototiller and just lets it like. Well, so so take what's happening? Scrape his brain. I think what's happening is like the so the rototiller is rototiller starts eating up the. Uh, Christmas lights and pulling toward him into it, pulling towards him, and uh-huh. so he's. It, it's almost that minute he just stops it with his hands, and then Chucky jumps on top uh-huh. of him with a knife. And what happens is, is he takes he he lets go with one hand to grab the knife before it stabs him, and that's when he uh-huh. gets him in the head. Gotcha. So like, I, I think it's like a. It was like a split second they didn't really think about it. He's like, uh-huh. I'm gonna get stabbed. Gotta stop the stabbing. And then, and what, what does he say yeah, as he stabs funny. him? Oh, this is my favorite part of the movie. So earlier in the movie, you know, we were talking about how I'm trying to teach Chucky to do something. Chucky stabs him in the chest and then goes, this is for Tupac. Best line in the whole movie. <laughs> oh, dude, it's like his little, yep. it's like his little like, high-pitched voice. Like, this is for Tupac. <laughs> it's great. It, anyway. So good. Andy wakes up the next morning. Oh, I forgot to establish, too, earlier in the morning, uh, Chucky gave him a little stick with a bow ripped on top, uh, wrapped around it and said, this is a present for you. And Andy was just like, I don't want that stick at all. Anyway, oh, no, what do you mean? He, he so, entertains it. He's like, he's like a proud parent. He's like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Proud I appreciate parent, proud that. Parent. Anyway, it comes back later because then we see Shane's face, Texas Chainsaw Massacre style, on a watermelon wrapped up in a balloon right at the foot of um, Andy's bed. And... Andy is really, really pissed off about this for, you know, obvious reasons. That's really not something you want to do, especially if you're a Chainsaw Massacre fan. It's just, there's, there's something you don't do, man. Mm. And he takes Chucky and sticks him in the closet. And I like that, like, he doesn't lock it or block it or anything. He's just like, in the closet, you go. Yep. You think about what you've done. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And then, so, uh, so then from there, uh, he invites over Pug and Fallon, again, for some uh-huh. reason. And again, rather than explain, like, hey, this guy just murdered somebody, wow. Uh, yeah. My daughter's murdered someone. This is a, this is a problem. Uh, he, Ride or die. Oh, exactly, right? Like, uh-huh. they're like, oh, I have an idea. And they basically decide to throw it away. And this is my question. So they, their, their solution to throw it away is to wrap it up in uh, wrapping paper to take it to the trash, essentially. Yes. And, like, I know it would be kind of gross, but, like, maybe get rid of the watermelon? Like, I don't know. Maybe, like, I know, like, you have to, you have to take the skin off and stuff. But, like, you know, put a bag over and rip it off somehow. Like, I, I just feel like putting a, a face nailed to a watermelon is a big thing. And the watermelon is pretty inconspicuous by itself, so, like, maybe... Yeah, just take the face off and, you know, get rid of the face and keep the watermelon yeah. for something else. Yeah, or, uh-huh. you know, throw them away separately. Um, so mm-hmm. they're walking out with it, and Mom comes home. And she's like, oh, what's that for? Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. for some reason, he comes up with the excuse that it's for Mike, the detective's mother who lives down the hall, for helping him with math homework. When they could have just had Pug say it's for my parents or something, or for my friend. Yeah, like, or just, hey, it's some trash I need to take out, that sort well, of thing. Well, they, they, they it's so a- many things could happen with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, it, it's weird. Uh, and so the mom basically says, oh, great, let's go take it, because the mom, you know, wants to... Listen, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. Oh. Listen, mom, I'm a 13-year-old boy, I took a watermelon, I stuck a hole in it, and I fucked it. Now I'm going to throw it out. No questions asked. There you go. Or, actually, you know what it really is? I would I would be like, I saw that episode of Pinky and the Brain, where they... Uh, no, actually, no, it's not Pinky and the Brain. It's Family Guy, where Stewie makes a watermelon into a weather-changing device, and that's what they did. I'd be like, I watched that episode. We have... Done. Like, we have very different personalities. <laughs> no, that's exactly the, exactly what it makes so much sense. But like, mm. and and basically, like Pug and them don't really help him out. Basically, let him let him dig his own grave here. And they go in, and so the mom takes him to go to Mike's fam- mom, mother's house. And the mo- Mike's mother is just like, you know, I think she's trying to help Andy by being like, oh yeah, I totally helped you with your math homework. Ha ha ha. Um, and but she still takes it and wants to open it with him. Like, so basically he convinces her, don't open this now, open it on my birthday in two weeks, we'll open it together, it'll be great. Fun times. Mm-hmm. And she's like, cool. And the, the weird thing is, like, she obviously knows he's lying about the math. So why wouldn't he just come back later and be like, actually, I really need that back, thanks. Like, thanks for helping me out, I need mm-hmm. that back. Yeah, like, I feel like, he just leaves it right there. Yeah, I, I feel like that you could just do that, but he doesn't. Um, so, after that, after they deliver the, um, the head and that problem's solved for the moment... They decide they need to get rid of Chucky. So how do they get rid of Chucky? So that is a good question. What do they do? Uh, they decide to take a hammer and pop on up at the closet. And then Andy just says, you know what, Chucky? Drop the knife because Chucky's got a knife. Where did he get that knife from? For some reason. Yes. Yes, he's got a knife in the closet. It was so and weird. He's, just, and he's like, like holding his hand like, what? Like, like, uh-huh. plant, like did, did he use that knife to cope? And, like, maybe that's how we're supposed to assume he got the face off of um Shane? Must but, be. Like, did, I mean, that would make okay, sense. And then because Andy didn't search him for weapons, but like... Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Andy says, let's go play. Come on, Chucky. Let's go. I do like the fact that on the bedroom wall... Uh, whose bedroom do they walk into? Is it... I'm assuming it's Pucks or someone. Or, yeah, Puck, 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 anyway. Puck, Bug, Bug, Pug. Bug, oh, yeah, something like that. Name. Uh, but he's got a Killer Clowns from Outer Space yeah. poster on his wall, which I really appreciated. And the two friends kind of just sit down and completely nailed Chucky. And then we do get a little, oh my god, he's so so surprisingly strong sort of thing. And eventually Andy takes the hammer, pries open his shirts, and then also pries open the, uh, I guess, central core processing units. Yeah, I don't know. I assume that maybe it's the Wi-Fi connection, the battery? It's a big glowy thing on Chucky's chest. And if video games have taught me anything, that's where you have to be. And then they take him apart. Uh, well, and again, there's that kind of moment where he, where like, and he doesn't want to. Like, he's kind of like crying when when he brings him in there. He feels bad about it. And then he does. He actually doesn't want to pull it off. Fallon has to push him aside and do it because he's not doing it. Because yeah. <laughs> he's like, he doesn't want to kill Chucky. It's it's sad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I liked it. You know, it's again, it's yep. again, it's a uh, Iron Giant. You know, it's like mm-hmm. when he's like, I have to get rid of you, mm-hmm. or like you know, Lenny and uh, in Mice and Men. You know, I'm seeing, there's a lot. There's a lot. This is a classic literature, literacy film, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's what happens. They toss him out, and who picks up Chucky? Uh, Jack Black 
but like discount version. Basically, I think he's like the, I think he's like the school janitor. <laughs> I literally thought it was Jack Black when we were like I asked Lindsay, I was like, is that Jack Black? And she's like, no, it's not him. Uh, but he looks like him, and it, it basically he's the maintenance Trent guy. Redicop. Trent Redicop. I have no idea who that is. is. It, he's, he's I, I love the last name I of Redicop. Love the X-ray feature. Re- Trent Redicop, according to uh, the X-ray thing on Amazon Prime. Wow, it's ridiculous. And he is known for Child's Play 2019. Yeah, it doesn't look like much else. Uh, I'm sure he probably <laughs> is like else. a stunt double for Jack Black at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But basically, he, he takes him home. He takes Chucky home um, to his dungeon of sorts in the bottom of some basement somewhere. Um, and he basically has the idea. He, like, he finds Chucky. He finds Chucky wrapped swallowed like a baby. Um, and he picks up and he's like, I'm going to use this. I'm going to sell this and it's going to be great. Um, so he takes it home, and he actually, I guess time has passed, because he orders, because he opens up like, an, like a, a package that has like a fixed core and new clothes for him, because clothes are bloody and gross. So I guess time has passed between then. I guess maybe there's like maybe maybe there are some parts cut out where kind of life returns to normal mm-hmm. for Andy for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And so he basically starts putting Chucky back together. Um, and while he's doing this, uh, Andy goes to Mike, the cop guy, and is like, hey, uh, I heard you wanted me to have a, a you know, kind of tag team dinner with your mother to make it less awkward for you. Um, so let's do that so we can get the, the head back. Yeah. And so he's going having... Was that established earlier? Yeah. I don't remember if it was When, when okay. Mike comes up to him and starts talking to him, he's like, yeah, my mom's here. You know, if you ever want to help me out mm-hmm. a little bit, you can always come and have dinner with her because he's like... Okay. He's trying to joke with him. Because I always love inviting 13-year-old boys to my dinner parties. I know, right? Yeah. I, I, I never... <laughs> is Mike supposed to be the same age as Aubrey Plaza? Because I think they kind of hint out a thing between them, but like... They do, I, yes. I couldn't quite tell. Uh-huh. At first I thought he's older, but like, then I was like, no, he's actually pretty young. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I ship it. Um, but, uh, so he's having dinner with them while, um, Chucky's being repaired. And so this guy basically puts in a new core and the new core actually allows him to reconnect to Castle, essentially. So it's, he fixes Chucky, makes him better. Um, Chucky kind of wakes up and is like, oh, are you my best friend? And he's like, yeah, totally. Uh, and we, it was revealed that, uh, Jack Black actually, uh, has put cameras, kind of that 13 cameras movie, if you ever saw that, um, all over the house, um, so, just like also like the movie, I think Wrong Roommate or no, or mm-hmm. Daddy something. It's another Lifetime movie. Great movie. <laughs> There's a lot of Lifetime drawings in this. Uh, and he basically has he has a camera in Aubrey Plaza's shower. He has a camera at Mike's mother's house, which is a little bit weird. Cause she's old. I don't know what this guy's into. Um, and uh, they're having dinner, and Chucky actually sees uh, Mike's mother be like, "Oh, you're my new best friend," because he gave him the watermelon, which she doesn't know yet what's in inside it, but. Uh, so he sees that. Chucky's like, oh, man, I need to get out of here because, like, this girl's become his new best friend. I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Um, so at one point, Andy steals the head and runs out of the room. Um, and while that's going on, Chucky decides to punish this lawyer, which I don't quite get because I think a lot of Chucky's motivations and murders are based on interference with mm-hmm. um, Andy or hurting Andy. But this guy yeah. hasn't hurt Andy. He hasn't interfered with Andy. He's actually helped mm-hmm. Chucky out. Um, and Chucky, you know, didn't ever imprint it on him, I guess, so he saw the imprint from, uh, Andy, but, like, it did seem like a little bit of a gratuitous kill? Like, I don't... I don't... Yeah, I mean, the only thing is that he does, Chucky repeats, you know, uh, Jack Black, Discount Jack Black does say something like, I'm gonna take you apart and put you back together, or something like that, and later on, Chucky says, I'm gonna take you apart and put you back together as well, so we kind of assume that Chucky didn't want to be taken apart, but... Well, he well, yeah. said, let, let me fix you back, let me fix you up, essentially, like... Yeah. I don't know, or maybe, or maybe he's gonna reset him. I think, like, I think had something, had there been some dialogue about him factory resetting him or something, or doing something to, like, mm-hmm. 
or forgetting Andy, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like that wasn't that wasn't established, or maybe because mm-hmm. maybe Chucky felt the relationship with Andy was being jeopardized because this guy was going to be trying to become his new best friend, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah. I don't know, it could also be just that he saw that woman say she's Andy's best friend, and he's like, I need to stop that, and like thus mm-hmm. whatever means to take there. I don't know, but anyway, yeah. Uh, do you want to explain what happens to Jack Black? Uh, yeah, Jack Black basically gets the shit kicked out of him. Uh, so Chucky, at this point, he has been upgraded. He is in control of all Casland products all throughout this house. And this guy is a super urban nerd. Like, everything's connected to Casland. The, the, the phone, the music, and even the thermostat. So, um, Chucky basically runs around and slices his legs up and down, back and forth. And then he also does something to his eyes, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, there's a Roomba as well, and he trips on over the Roomba. And eventually, he stands up on a table trying to look around and see exactly where Chucky is. And the table just happens to be a bandsaw. Table saw. Oh, table saw, sorry. Table saw. And Chucky kicks off the table saw and turns it back on. So what happens is he's hanging by a pipe above himself and over this table saw. And... Chucky turns up the thermostat, which is a really creative kill, you know, in that, until the pipe gets way, way too hot, he can't hold on any longer, and then falls right onto the table saw, and then gets cut in half. Yeah. I, I, and the blood sprays everywhere, of course. I, I gotta say, like, I think that's a fun kill, but I'm also like, that pipe wouldn't heat that quickly. That We all know how long it takes for water to heat. That's, like, mm-hmm. forever. But also, like, this guy could have easily avoided death. Like, Oh, he could have swung, he could have went back and forth. He, he could have, yeah. like, kicked the table saw over. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, he could reach. Like, it's like it's like as you notice it getting hotter, just put your feet down, and like it, it tilted mm-hmm. forward. He could he could use his feet to kick it back down straight and stand on it. Like, so many things could have been happened. Uh, it, his yeah. death seemed very ridiculous, but uh, it's it, I, I liked how like also this table saw was just maybe maybe the saw blade is two inches off the ground or off of the the housing somehow cuts through his mm-hmm. entire leg. His entire leg comes yes. off. I'm like that that that's not realistic. Um, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. So Buddy delivers himself in front of Omar's home, which is one of uh, Andy's friends slash acquaintances slash other children at this complex. Anyway, uh, so he delivers himself to Omar's place. And then Andy learns about it because they come on over and is just like, hey, check out my new Buddy doll. Oh my god, it actually works. It's so weird, too, that it isn't, like, Pug who comes to his house. It's some random kid. Like, I thought it was Pug at first. Like, that's not Pug. Who the hell is this random kid who just appears and is like, (laughs) yo, Omar just got a new, like... A new child's plate or a new buddy toy. It's like, why didn't you come to? The, we've never seen you have, to have any interaction. Why did you come and tell this kid? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so Andy immediately is very suspectful that this is really Chucky and not any sort of buddy. Sort but, of thing. See, actually, I didn't quite. Get, I didn't think that he did. I, I, I took that more as he, um, he just. I, I took it more as like a sad thing. I think that he thought Buddy was gone. And he just felt bad because he sees him operating the cows on stuff, which Buddy couldn't do, and he's operating normally. So I think it's more of like that kind of like awkward, like, oh, like PTSD for this guy killing me, but also I just killed my friend, and now there's like a copy of my friend in front of me, essentially. I, th- yeah. I thought it was more of a kind of a sad thing. I think Puck and them were kind of like your pug. God. You know what? I, I, I could say that, especially in the next scene when he's wandering around the Zed Mart and he did they say stuff like, you know, buddy is a buddy for life and some shit like yeah. that. Yeah. So. No, like, I, I don't think it was like a sad. I think, it, I think at that point he felt bad for Buddy still. 
uh, but that changes very quickly. And why does that change so quickly? <laughs> so he's at Zen Mart, and then um, Omar's buddy comes on up, really Chucky comes on up to him, and basically reveals, oh, yeah, hey, this is Chucky. I'm Chucky, I am your best friend, and I'm going to play with you, and I'm only going to be the person who plays with you. You'll see. I can't, does he say, like, he's like, look, I'm better now. Does he, like, I'm fixed now or something? I feel like he, like, he tries Something to kill like you. Yeah. Look, I'm better. I, I can I can do shit now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I think that what he does too is he changes all the TVs in the Zedmarts to display um, videos of Shane pushing him down onto the bed earlier mm-hmm. um, in the movie, and then also the photo of Shane, his skin on the watermelon as well. Watermelon Shane. So, watermelon Shane. So uh, Andy just beats the shit out of the buddy doll back and forth. Omar comes on over and stops it. It becomes a huge, huge commotion. Omar's a dick because, like, the first thing he does is oh, he, he rips out his hearing aid and throws it on the ground. I was oh, like, yeah. "What? Like, like, uh-huh. like, is that is that your go-to? <laughs> like, uh-huh. hey, kid with a disability? <clears throat> like, yep. Wow, wow." <laughs> so Andy is, uh, you know, kind of uh, kicking the shit out of everyone at the moment. They're fighting each other. Omar's phone drops to the ground, and Andy is able to secure it and kind of pick it up. And then Karen comes on over, and he's like, "I'm sorry, mom. I am." You know that's that's really Chucky, but of course no one believes. Him. And like at this point, Pug tries to break him up and actually gets pushed into like a display, and he's like, "I hate you. You're crazy." Like Pug uh, like goes from ride or die to like, "I hate you" in like two seconds. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, they absolutely don't believe him. So, um... well, it's actually that brings me to the Pug thing because like there's a couple scenes later of Pug and then being like, "He's not our friend," but it's like this Pug. You you realize this kid just saw like his cat and this man get murdered by a doll. Which then you guys destroyed together. This kid probably something like PTSD. Like try to be a little more understanding when like the same doll comes up to him. <laughs> like they're kids. Like you know, it is I feel like is, the, you know, there, there's a level of like yeah. I, I guess you do just have a traumatic experience with this doll, and having one come to you probably is not the best thing. Like even if it's not Chucky, like uh-huh. maybe keep it away from you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I do not know either. Anyway, so what happens after that? So um, from there, basically, we uh, what's his name? Um, who is that kid? Andy. Andy basically goes up to his mom later and tries to tell him what's happening. Because he, he has Omar's phone. Um, and he's like, Mom, he tries to explain what happened, uh, essentially. Uh, and, oh, no, actually, before that. So he, he opens up, he takes the phone, and he's looking at it. Because um, he, he knows that basically one of the things you can do with Buddy is if you sync with him, you can actually watch his video feed via your phone. Um, mm-hmm. And so he's watching the feed. And at first it's kind of, uh, you know, it's Buddy's just kind of sitting in the room with, uh, I think his name's Chode now. Uh, Chode is sitting in the room with the kids, and they're basically talking about how they're shitting on him. And then at one point, Chode gets up and walks away. And we reveal that Chode actually uh, went downstairs and watched Mike's mother, the, the detective, the one who had, who had the watermelon, uh, get into mm-hmm. a car. She gets in an Uber, essentially, in a, a, one of those self-driving Ubers. And she's going to bingo night. Uh, and uh, Chucky takes control of the Uber. At first, she doesn't quite understand it. She's like, oh, it's driving backwards. It's cool. And she pulls up to her bingo station. She's super excited. She's, like, talking to our friends. Look at me. I'm in a cool Uber. And then the car goes apeshit. It starts, like, doing donuts, like, drive around, jerking around. And it skids to a stop right at, at one of the kind of exits of the mall where this bingo place is happening. And Chucky's there with his little glowing finger. Mm-hmm. And he's like, E.T. And he's like, he's my best friend, not yours. And she's like, you fucking crazy doll. Um, and Chucky proceeds to slam around and eventually um, drives her at full speed, disables the airbag, 
and somehow unbuckles her seatbelt, which is definitely a mechanical process. I don't know how that, how he does that, but whatever. Yes, I was about to say that too. Like, okay, I, I, I guess it's a commentary on how everything is going to be technology at this point on, even something as simple as a mechanical seatbelt. I feel like that hey, would never be a know? thing. I feel like there'd never be yes. a reason to have that be a thing because, like, like I feel like that's too much of a safety risk to have it be able to disable the airbag. Well, I think disable the airbag is something that actually we, they can do digitally now, but seatbelts, I think, will always be a mechanical thing because I think it's too much of a risk for it not to be because a system like uh actually uh jeremy one of our friends from korea he had he bought a, a car when he came back that had um had like a, an onboard computer and it kept failing him it kept like basically saying this problem with it and this error kept popping up over and over and over again so like if that happened with a seatbelt, that would like that'd be terrible uh so i think that don't ever happen but he slams her into a uh, another car t-bones this car with her car with no seatbelt on mm-hmm. and she miraculously stays in you know, good for her, mm-hmm. good for that car. Um, yeah. But um, Chucky's in, Chucky's yeah, in the car with her products. and snaps, stabs mm-hmm. the crap out of her. Oh, it's assumed we kind of cut away. But he stabs the crap out of her. My question, though, is how does he get in the car? Because <laughs> he just, like, teleports into that car. Because he's not in the car and it crashes. But then he's mm-hmm. in he's, and then all of a sudden he stabs the crap out of her. Um, but again, you know, our motivation here kills her because she's encroaching on his anime time, essentially. You know, mm-hmm. it, it would yeah. be like if she was Buzz Lightyear and he was Woody. She was like, mm-hmm. get him. Except instead of looking at Pizza Planet, it's this. <laughs> Same thing. Mm-hmm. And so Andy sees this, and he goes and tells his mom. He's like, Mom, I saw it on the phone. Buddy just killed, or, yeah, Buddy, Chucky just killed uh, Mike's mom. And she's like, you stole a kid's phone? What the hell? <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to go return this phone. You're crazy. Goodbye. Um, yes. And so while she's returning the phone... Chucky, being the Kaslin creep that he is, basically takes over all the electronics and, including the lights somehow, and <laughs> flickers the lights and uh, basically shows, streams a live video of the kids, again, the kids shitting on Andy, essentially. Pugging mm-hmm. all of them, shitting on Andy. And, then and Andy feels completely alone at this point, and then finally Chucky comes on in and says, you're my best buddy, everyone else leaves you, Andy, you know, so let's go ahead and just play together, just the two of us. And so what does Andy do? Andy just smashes the shit out of that TV. Yep. Dude, he just fucking... I, I, I kind of want to smash TV to see if it looks like that, because it's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, that's actually kind of cool looking. Uh, but in the middle of him destroying it, his mom comes home, and she's like, holy shit. All right, you're coming to work with <laughs> Yeah, she's like, hard stop. Come to the midnight premiere <laughs> of The New Buddy 2. Uh, sounds like a great idea. Which actually, you know, as a mom, like, and I, you know, that's going on there, but she's... Because his kid's obsessed with his buddy doll, maybe taking the premiere of the new one isn't the best idea. Um, mm-hmm. So he goes he goes with the mom to there, and while he's there, I guess at some point, Omar gets his phone back and is like talking with uh, Fallon and Pug, and is like, oh, dude, this guy, kid stole my phone, but like, look at this video I found. And he shows Fallon and Pug the video, and they see uh, Chucky killing Mike's mom. Mm-hmm. So they they decide to go. They're like, oh shit! And then while they're doing that, the video feed cuts the present feed of Chucky, and they actually see that Chucky is somehow in Z Zed Mart watching Andy. So like, oh mm-hmm. shit, this is bad. So they run off to go to uh, Zed Mart. So what's happened at Zed Mart? So what happens there is um, Mustache Guy from earlier, who gave Buddy One to Aubrey Plaza is getting dressed up for Buddy 2 in the wide release. And there's a whole bunch of people there. Everyone's chanting. Everyone's cheering. There are various different versions of Buddy 2 all over the place. Yeah, Buddy's the best buddy. And 
Yeah, buddy's best buddy all the place around. But Mike, or not Mike, Andy reveals that, okay, Chucky's here. He realizes, oh shit, Chucky's gonna do something when the buddy two gets released. It's all over the place. And then Mike, the cop, comes on down and arrests Andy on the floor in front of everyone else. Well, I think at that point, um, the store hadn't opened yet. Yes. Because yes. uh-huh. I think I think Fallon and them arrive first, and Fallon <laughs> brings a fucking head trimmer with her. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's right in the aisle in front of all of them. Like, well, they could all see it, but they don't care because, you know, Buddy 2's coming well, out. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, I think uh-huh. they're, they're right, like, so the people are lined up at the door, like, Black Friday, to come in. Uh-huh. Mike arrests him. No, they're in the store. I'm looking at the screen right now. They are in well, the store. They're in the store, right but I think it's the after. Doesn't Mike pick them up, and they start walking them towards the door, and that's when the people come in? Or no? Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, mustache guy comes on out, dressed up as Buddy, and then Chucky from the shadows before he goes through the curtain uh, stabs him in the neck, and the guy kind of meanders on out back and forth, you know, trying to lose, con- trying not to lose consciousness, falls to his knees, removes the giant head that he's currently wearing, and sprays the shit out of this little girl <laughs> in front of him with all the blood. Like it is a hilarious it scene. Really is. Oh God! It's so gratuitous. It's so messed up. Well, I love oh. it because then, like, so Mike sees this and he's like, "All right, I gotta go take care of that." So he just like handcuffs <laughs> Annie to like a random wire display, which like uh-huh. I, I get it. Like, but like a murder just happened, and like, or, you know, an attempted <laughs> murder just happened, and this display is movable. <laughs> but then his mother just disappears too. Well, I guess yeah. his mother like she sees the manager getting bleeding. I don't know. I, that's but like. Everybody uh-huh. abandons him more or less at that point. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, okay, cool." Um, yeah, and then so then at this point, Chucky strikes more. So he cuts the power to everything and takes over the plasma monitors and is like, "Playtime's over," something like that. I don't know, some some one liner, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sends in the drones, which I I feel so bad for this manager. So the drones come flying out one comes at Mike Aubrey Plaza pushes the mic out of the way and it goes right into that manager who already got his throat stabbed and he's like double dead double cut in the neck with a drone this time just like a leprechaun the new one leprechaun origins no leprechaun new blood I don't know. whatever the newest leprechaun is same thing happens to a character mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where he goes yep so it's total pandemonium on the store. There are these drones that are flying around, and then the blades of the drones are actually replaced with razor blades. And if they get too close to you, they'll just cut you up. And uh, one person actually does. Oh, it's the same mustache yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah he, drone, he takes a drone to the neck, and he's completely just down for the count. Yeah. Um, all over the place. Uh, at this point, Chucky is talking into Andy by his hearing aid. Oh yeah. Which I finally, finally thought that was a payoff. Is fine. Uh, Mike, the cop. Manages to smash a drone, but he gets cut up pretty badly in the process. Yeah, dude, he gets cut up saving Pug. The like, what the hell? Yes. Of all the people to save. And then he just says, run. I know, exactly. And, so the shutter doors are starting to close. There's a whole bunch of dead people all around. Aubrey Plaza is just kind of crawling through all the dust. And all the other types of animals and dolls start to activate as dude, well. Dude, there's some, there so, some great pictures of that fucking bear. The bear one looks awesome. Yeah, it was so good. Like, uh-huh. should really start off with the bear rather than the human. But yeah, no, right? The bears one's so cool. Like, there's, there's, there's mm-hmm. and th- this does kind of bring in that the like I don't know. As a kid, I was never really afraid of Chucky just because like I don't know something about me logic the fact that he was a stuffed animal uh, to a degree and mm-hmm. didn't have much weight behind him. So anything he did, you could just like essentially lift him up because he has no center of gravity. Like, his, he has such like he has such low weight behind him that he couldn't really do anything. 
more or less. And I guess these ones are a little more mechanical, mm-hmm. but like there's a scene where there's some guy on the floor and he's like, help me. And somehow the bear drags him in behind the aisle <laughs> as if this was like a fucking beast and not a foot and a half tall stuffed animal. Um, hey, they established earlier that they are surprisingly strong. I, I guess they are, but like, like here's my question. Like Chucky's feet can maybe, I don't know, maybe have a foot's breadth between them if they were to stretch them out. How does he pull a man in one solid motion back that fast? Listen. I, I just gotta know. And I'm pretty sure, like, they bite people, too. <laughs> like, I don't, I, 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 I'm so confused, but I love it. But also, we don't, we don't really see any of the new buddies. We don't really see any new buddies going crazy, do we? We don't see any of the bloods. It's just the bears and the, um, the bears and the redheads. Yeah, that'd be the sequel. Child's Play 2, uh-huh. Evil Goes Blonde. <laughs> or bear, barely alive. I don't know. Okay, all right. Anyway, <laughs> and actually, and so this, there, there is one scene you're talking about the shutters going down. There's a sheet with the shutters mm-hmm. going down, and somebody crawling, and somebody trying to pulling somebody, yes! and they don't pay that off. Like somebody's about to get crushed by I the know. fucking shutter, right? And I, and I was wondering, I'm like, yeah, he's halfway through, and then like we zoom in on in on the shutter going down from like a wider angle, so we don't see that, and then we don't see anyone get split. Yeah, half. Like, nobody gets split in half. Nobody I'm screams so like. I, I wonder if they removed that from the MPAA. I wonder if it was, if it was like a bloody death, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not going to show." Like they're like, "Sorry guys, like you cut a guy's like leg off with a ch- chainsaw, you like scalp some guy with a rototiller. Like we need to stop here. I'm sorry." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like that's, that was probably a cut due to ratings. I wonder if there's an un- if there's a uh, director's cut of this or an uncut or uh, unrated edition. I'm, I'm gonna look into that. Could be because I, 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 I guess that's definitely in there because they definitely set that up mm-hmm. and they definitely cut it out. Um, so, anyway, uh, Andy's there, hand, hands are chained to the thing, uh, one of the doll, one of the bears appears, comes after him, but Fallon appears with their sweet, uh, what do you call that thing? Head trimmer, hits him with that, yeah. and with an axe? I think, was, she has an axe or two? I don't know why she has an axe. It, 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 it's like a fucking clean-on battle axe sort of Where thing. Where did that come from? Did Puck bring that? Zed Mark has everything. I don't know. I feel like Fallon, like, they tried to develop her some kind of badass to a degree, but, like, we didn't see her enough of that to work. Because I always uh, think she was kind of between yeah. her, like, she was the straight man to Pugs. Antics, idiot. yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I feel like they, they were trying to establish something like that, but I don't know. Uh, so they, they get him know. free. Oh, yeah, because then she battle axes his handcuffs off, and mm-hmm. they all go to get underneath the shutters to leave. Um, and just as they're going about, he turns around and he sees on the TV that Aubrey Plaza was captured and has duct tape mouth shut and Chucky oh no not his mom Hmm? oh no not his mom mom. Uh so so you go no yeah it's all you Uh, so yeah Andy Andy basically gets his heroic sacrifice moment where he's just like listen this was all my fault I can't drag you guys into this any longer I gotta go rescue my mom I can't escape this and then he just stays inside the store as the shutter doors close Mm Then he heads on over into the back storeroom, and he sees his mom kind of strung up. She's got a noose around her neck, but she's just kind of standing normally. And he kind of walks around as Chucky taunts him, usual stuff. Hey, Andy, I, everyone's going to leave you. I'm the only one who's going to stick around forever. And then eventually knocks him out cold. <laughs> oh, I love that. He's just like, boom, gotcha. Uh-huh. Um, so Chucky is kind of keeping him on the ground and stands on top of him and says, Listen, I think I got it. You're broken. I'm going to fix you. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm going to cut you up, and I'm going to fix you, and we'll be friends forever. 
And then Andy starts singing the buddy song, and it pauses Chucky momentarily, and then he uses a police car nearby to... Um, Smash him. Kind of knock Chucky on out. Which, again, I kind of wondered, like, does he need the police car? Again, Chucky weighs all of, like, five pounds? Maybe ten pounds? Yeah, like, uh-huh. I, 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 Andy, your hand should be able to easily, like, catch that knife. <laughs> and if he did have the animatronic uh-huh. ability to have, like, a bunch of, like pressure behind it chucky's body would move yeah. chucky's got hydraulics yeah but like if that happened chucky's like body would move back if you held it strong enough like mm-hmm. chucky has no <laughs> grounding to push pressure against you uh-huh. like oh, andy come on like you didn't need to use a car to hit him also he feels no pain so it's, it's not like hitting him with the cars and disorient him any more than just pushing him listen he's in sixth grade he hasn't learned basic physics you're right, yet, you're right, so you're right. right. I, uh-huh. the kill, killer yeah, doll no. thing is always like unless the doll is like a demon but that, that, that's actually i will say that is a slight brilliance to the original series is because Chucky or Charles became more human as it went on, so he felt pain, mm-hmm. he bled. So it became a point of where you could kick Chucky in the balls, and he'd be like, ah, oh, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know? Um, or maybe he doesn't have balls, I don't know. That, that, that's actually the point of the seat of Chucky, that the, the, um, their child has gender dysphoria, because he basically has like no balls. So he's like, am I a man or am I a girl? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so maybe, you know, maybe not that. But you know, other things. He can bleed. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, he has to have balls, because he... he he fucks the other one in order to make the baby. So yeah, there we go. Question answered already. Look at that. <laughs> I'm very proud. I know. Of you. I, I, I expect your thesis I, tomorrow. Good. good. Okay. So anyway, that happens. He <laughs> knocks Chucky off. What does he do next? Uh, so at this point, his mom is being lifted up by a forklift, and again, she's got a noose around her neck, so she's slowly choking to death. And he runs on up the side of the scaffolding, well, not scaffolding, just kind of the shelving units, and he gets to the very, very top, and he takes the hedge trimmer that we used before to try and cut the rope down so his mom can fall to the ground and, you know, is able to breathe. But Chucky comes on Alver, and out of the shadows, they jump on top of each other, and they're both kind of hanging from the rope at the very, very top. And, you know, Andy takes this moment to remember his days in the gym class, trying to remember the rope, trying to hang on the best he can, but eventually he's able to overpower Chucky, grab the knife, and then cuts the rope down, and him and his mom both fall to the ground. And then Andy sees the body of Chucky, um, and he grabs the knife, and he wastes no time in just stabbing him right down the center and fucking him up best for possible. Yeah. Well, th- and he does, hmm? he does have this moment where he's just like, kind of remorse about, you're my buddy, Chucky, and he can see him in his mm-hmm. eyes. But it's okay. Mom comes on over. Mom takes up Chucky, and Mom just rips his head right off. Whoa, too. whoa, 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 whoa! You've got, you've got. So, fall down. He's on the ground. Stabs the shit out of him. Which again, why is Chucky disoriented? He's not alive. Dropping him would not break him. Like if he's if he's still alive to a degree, that would not change anything. Anyway, um, stabs the shit out of him, and he and as he's stabbing him, he starts singing the buddy song. He's like, "You are my buddy." Blah 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 blah. And so he stabs him, gets up, and starts walking away. Having forgotten about his mom at this point. Because his mom, like, I don't know, he's like, my mom's, like, somewhere. <laughs> and he does the dramatic walk away. Like, that's, like, there's an explosion uh-huh. behind him. And then the line comes up where he's like, you are my buddy until the... And he, like, goes, like, until the end. And, like, gets all, like, angry and shit. And, like, there's two scenes in this movie where Chucky moves, not, like, a, a toy. Earlier was when he's on top of the uh-huh. scaffolding. And it's very obviously, like, CG. A lot of this movie is CG, actually. Um, they do have a real animatronic, but a lot of it is CG. And he just, like, fucking cartoon flies at him with a knife to, like, impale yes. him. And then Mike, the police officer, shoots That's him right. In, like, right in the fucking, like, shoulder head and knocks him out. And he says the original Andy's line, one-liner, that he gets his kind of die one-liner, you know, his lucky charms 
uh, surprise Lucky Charms, whatever. Fuck you, Lucky Charms line. Because um, in the original, um, they trap Chucky in a fireplace with a fireplace grate, and he says, this is the end for you, friend, and lights on fire. Um, in this one, Mike shoots him and says, this is the end, or this is the end for, this is the end for you. Uh, in a response to Chucky saying we're friends till the end. Uh, so, great line. I wish he said friend at the end, you know. Would have been great. But, yeah. but then Aubrey rips off the head. <laughs> and yeah. Aubrey comes on in and he does all that, and we're good to go. So we get this cute little scene of an overhead shot of Aubrey Plaza and Mike, the police officer, um, kind of laying on stretchers, and they're right next to each other as they're being loaded into the ambulance by the EMTs. And she reaches out her hand and just kind of grips his shoulder a couple times, like gives it a few gentle squeezes, and then smiles. Like there's, those are definitely fucking the eyes. Well, I, don't know, I, 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 I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if it was relationship or if it was that platonic, like thanks for taking care of my kid kind of thing. Oh no, she was squeezing. There was genuine. Oh, okay, it was, it was that. It was, it was squeezing for squeezes. It was squeezing for squeezes. I get you. I get you. Yep. Um, and then we get to the kids in a back alley, and they have the decommissioned Chucky doll, and they drag it onto the ground, and they go full office space on this doll, back and forth, beating the shit out of it with hammers and all of that good stuff, which is a you know very cathartic mm. scene. And they burn it, don't they? And then we, <laughs> yes, they burn good. it too. And then we cut on over to our uh, CEO of Kaslin, and Kaslin says, yeah, we take no responsibilities for how it happened at Zedmart. However, we're recalling all of the buddy units for the time being. We want all, all the kids to have a friend. So the kids are chewing hamburgers somewhere. On a billboard? Having a fun time. On a billboard It's, it's a billboard that's like two feet off the ground. It's fucking weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Anyway, they're, they're, they're chewing and eating their hamburgers. They're having a good time. And then we see a buddy unit being stocked on a shelf. And then it turns around. Yeah, it's eyes flicker. Which I, I, I do like that as a sequel idea. Like, because it, it could be more than one Chucky again. Because like, that, that's kind of the interesting thing about this movie is Chucky gains control of all these other dolls, right? And then at the end, yeah. he doesn't use them to help him subdue Andy and the mother? Right? Like, yeah. it's a little weird. Like... Like it could have been so much more. Yeah. But again, I think that's that's the sequel. Like, and it's interesting because I think the guy. I think like, would you want to see a sequel to this? Would you? Would you want to? Would you want this to continue going? I I, I I'm not sure, honestly. Like my, my general opinion of this movie, it started out really really strong, and I really liked the first like half hour forty five minutes. I don't think they quite stuck the landing no. though. I, I I do think the final. They could have had so much more fun with having the final battle at a convenience store marts. Like, beyond the hedge trimmer, there really wasn't much fun about it. The final back and forth was pretty typical. And then it's a standard cop-out ending where, you know, the eyes flicker at the very, very end. I just felt the first half of this movie was a whole lot more fun than the second half of the movie. Yeah. Well, I feel like part of the issue is that they, they wanted to bring that technology, the advantage of the, you know, the idea of everything being connected and shit to you know to a climax and have that be the thing so him taking over all the dolls kind of makes sense but i mm-hmm. i think that they could i think that having it in zedmart was interesting so you know it ups the ante it's like aliens right alien was one on the ship aliens was them everywhere like an army of them but then they drop that at the end and i think instead of making it them versus buddies i think maybe like having them be like in a like in a, like in a building that's controlled by a buddy where he's doing all the shit to them Using the mm-hmm. like a saw type yeah, of movie, yeah, sort of or like like you know like because uh-huh. so the, the the ending of the second movie, um, they're at the buddy power, they're at the buddy plant, and I thought that'd be a great place for buddy to take over control of shit because like all the machines and stuff, like that'd be insane. 
Um, maybe that'd be a sequel because you know they're they're going back to the planet at this one. Like I, I could see that being a sequel, but it just felt it felt weird that he got so much power but then didn't use it. And I think part of that is too is like I think like, I think that may have also been an attempt to restrain because had they gone army of buddies, how stupid would that be? Like. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming that's where they're going, unless they don't have the budget for that for the sequel. But that's what they're setting up for. Yeah, so. like, I, 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 my hope is that if they do do this new one, that they will do like, you know, they said they're decommissioning. That maybe they decommission a lot of them, but then some of like a couple of them escape. Because I do like the idea of more. I think the idea of more than one could be a fun twist. So maybe. I think it could be fun too if each of the buddies had a different personality associated with it, based on the stimulus that they experience with their kid. Ooh. So, so yeah, well, well, I think the I think the point is here. Like, I think, like, Squad I think buddies. the idea of it is that like Buddy infected them, or and uh, Ch- so it, it would be Chucky's personality in them. But actually, but then that's yeah. the question though, because the other ones would still have the safeguard. How do we bypass their their no harm safeguards? Maybe Chucky turned it off somehow. Maybe. That's it. I don't know. But they still have the external stimulus from all the kids that they were playing around with from before. So, like, you know, you can have one inner city kid. You can have one, like, American Girl doll sort of thing. I think that would be interesting. I would like that dynamic. Well, yeah, actually, it would be cool if, you know, take the Jason X route, if it gets an upgrade, have them produce, basically have Buddy's code lie dormant when they when they create the new Buddy, the Buddy 3.0, you know? And maybe, you know, and that one become and then this one, like, you know, Buddy takes over that consciousness of love or something like that. And that could be worth because mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of an army. Of, I think an army of buddies could be kind of crazy, but I don't know. I think I think a, a whodunit thing would be fun, where things don't make sense in the movie, but then it ends up being two killers, kind of like Scream, where you're like, oh, it's one, but it's one Chucky, and at the end, there's like, nope, it's actually two of them, uh, but not in the way that Cult of Chucky did. Cult of Chucky does that. Cult of Chucky does more than one. There's like three Chuckies at the end, and it's mm-hmm. I think it's kind of stupid. I think most people do. I think that's a lot of people are like, what the fuck? They're Everyone's a Chucky. But, like, that's kind of weird. But I do like the idea of, I don't know, of Chucky coming back in a different way. I don't know. But, like, but I guess yeah. that also kind of goes, like, Terminator to Skynet. Or kind of like, where's, where does that end? Where does Chucky's influence end? Um, I don't know. Maybe that company, maybe the, the, what they do is have the company go under. And nobody uses their stupid equipment anymore. Oh, so it's just a bunch of decommissioned Chucky dolls all over the place that somehow managed to find their way to activate themselves. Yeah, and like, and there's no accountability. But like, also, but then like the other Catherine shit's been done with it. because that exploit maybe Catherine lost stock, Catherine sells off their products to somebody else, somebody else starts using that that technology, and then Buddy finds the exploit mm-hmm. to use that technology. Oh God, I hope that they don't go the route of the military buys up the Chucky dolls because they see some potential in no, it. No, that, that's and what if they just what, dude. What if the sequel, The Child's Play, is Small Soldiers Two? Ooh, okay. You know what? I'm on board. There we go. Ooh, Archer, you know, Insaniac, what Slam uh-huh. Fist, uh, what are the other names? Gorgonites. Yeah, all the Gorgonites. Uh, all the Gorgonites. Who, who is who is Chip Hazard? Nick Buzzsaw. <laughs> um, what are the other names? Fuck. God bless him. Punch it. Slam it. Dude, <laughs> oh man, those are so good. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what would you think of, uh, so, ultimately, what do you think of Chucky? What did you think of Child's Play 2019? So, I... I kind of liked it better than the original. I'm not gonna lie. Well, really? like I just I, I said it like I, I thought they'd had a lot more going for it than I would have thought. Like I guess I guess I kind of hold them equally. I think that they're two different movies, but I think that it's definitely I think of the remakes of horror movies that have come out. It's like and I'm trying to think of like because I know there's a lot of them and a lot of them are remake. Like, the thing is a remake, but I don't count that. But like Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> I feel like this is a really good one that I think does something new with it. 
takes the story it's inspired by, but isn't just a retread, isn't, like, there's some homages to it, or homages, as we want to say it, but I think they did a really good job. Like, I think I liked it better than Curse of Chucky, that, the new, the Cold of Chucky. I thought, I, I think it's better than, well, I guess the Seed and Bride are both kind of comedies, but I think, like, other than maybe one, two, and Curse of Chucky, I think it beats out all the other sequels. Okay. Like I think it's I think it's a solid addition to the franchise, even if it's its own franchise. Mm-hmm. Like I, I will say at the end of, yeah. at the end of Cult of Chucky, I was like, wow, this is stupid. Like, like <laughs> like where is this going to go? What's the TV series going to be like? That sounds stupid. So I'm glad. I think this is a nice thing. I just don't know if it's sequel worthy because I don't think the Chucky in this is really a character. No, it's not. It's really the technology is the villain in this one, and that's I, I mean like. My discerning characteristic of Chucky, based on the experience I've had with watching the movies, is um, he is much more of a Freddy Krueger type mm-hmm. than a Jason type. The humor and the silliness that come with the kills and the silliness that comes with the plots, that's an essential part of this character. Yeah. Like like you were saying, it's not it's difficult to turn Chucky into an a menacing character. Like like cuz like the only thing I can think of is that, like, if they continue going with this kind of wronged dog route, but at the end, like, that's that's probably, I meant to say, it's really, like, at the end when he tries to kill uh, Andy, like, that, that seemed very out of character for him, because up to this point, his goal was not to kill Andy. Like, like uh-huh. his, let me reprogram you wasn't, I'm going to murder you, it was him not understanding that Andy could not be reprogrammed. So I thought that was like the where he just dives at him in a murder spree at the end. Like I'm like that's doesn't make sense given everything we've learned about Chucky. It's not the Chucky we know. So yeah, like, it's not that's not the buddy yeah, way. It felt like a jump scare they threw at the end, and I didn't. I thought uh-huh. that was like that was kind of cheapened it a little bit. But like I could see them yeah. going with a misguided thing. I could see them doing. See like what I what I see happening is almost like a like a child's play two route where Andy's scarred from this and Chucky, mm-hmm. you know, like almost like a manipulative like kind of abusive lover to a degree tries to get back into his life and again does stupid shit murders people in an attempt to appease him and to you know like mm-hmm. let him get rid of your friends again and then you'll only have me and you'll remember how happy you were with me essentially i could see that being a sequel yeah. but i don't but i think turning chucky into charles lee ray chucky or a maniacal killer doesn't make sense no not with this one right here all right cool yeah, uh, my general opinions on the movie, I mean, I definitely feel like it started out strong. I did like the technology mm-hmm. angle that they stuck it on with, but I really do- felt like it kind of petered off towards the third act. Yeah. Basically, after the mom's car death, I, I, I was honestly kind of bored with the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, it, it felt very by the numbers. It felt little surprises. I just kind of felt like the events were going to happen, and nothing really shocked me except for the blood on the little girl's face, which was amazing, but... Mm. Beyond that, yeah. But I don't think it's a bad movie. I think, you know, it's an interesting take on it. And then we still have the TV show to go with the original series, if that's what you want yeah. as well. So, like, yeah. And I'm... I don't know. I don't know what this before, but I think, I think the only thing I will, I, will, I will applaud this movie for is I do think the humanizing of Buddy as a character is interesting. Or of Chucky. Yes. I, think, I think the idea of it being a downfall of a well-intentioned thing... I think is a lot more interesting than just a serial killer. Like I think, I think that's an, I Definitely. think that's a concept we don't see a lot in horror movies. I feel like we we see mm-hmm. murder stories like where a murderer does, but I feel like we don't kind of see these like I don't know. You know, we get like the the shark, you know, that's just it's just being a shark, but like this is like really like mm-hmm. a well-intentioned thing that just gets out of hand. 
uh, and then like yeah. you know I think I think that that's I think that's when the story takes a turn like you were saying like I think the story really takes a turn when he just becomes murdery, and that's when it becomes yeah, less interesting. And it's just like it definitely does. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, so that is it for Child's Play 2019. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Once again, shout out to our opening theme song that is uh, Horror Movie Story by the band Teddy's Atlas. You can get that off the album Children of the Corn. Good, good Canadian boys. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great day. Have a good one.